But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. All our power converters were sold for cash back in Vegas a couple weeks ago. No idea how that happened. I guess we're just going to sit here and talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Pork Jenkins. And we have got a bit of news. For starters, uh, Las Vegas. Who among us has been to Las Vegas in the last couple weeks? Ooh, me. Me. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Doug represented Tashi Station Radio, uh, along with some of our other Midwestern folks, out at the Las Vegas Open. How'd that turn out for you? Uh, it went really well. I, uh, I made top four. Uh, mm-hmm. I went. 5-0 and on day 1B, and then I got a bye in the top 32, and then won a pair of games, and then lost to Duncan Howard. So I would say it was a pretty successful trip. Not that, bad at all. D- d- Duncan knocked you out of Dallas, too, right? Duncan did knock you out of that Dallas. That sounds oh, yeah. like you're starting to form a rivalry. Well, I think you have to win a game for its rivalry. Oh, that's fair. It's just winning currently. So in, in Dallas, he beat my teeth in because I made a, a very bad early game mistake and he punished me super hard. This game was just very good and back and forth the whole time. So. Was that a top eight finish that you did at Dallas? Correct. Yep. Okay. Hey, he knocked some scrub out of the top 16. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you got to kind of think of that. When you have a player, I mean, when you have players that meet enough in the cut to have, you know, rivalries or at least repeat games like that. That's a sign that you've got uh, just some pretty good folks. I mean, even Duncan doesn't make it out to a lot of the tournaments. He doesn't travel like he used to. And uh, he... I mean, I don't think anybody travels like they used to. Well, true. Not, not the last... It's <laughs> a whole new world now. Ignore that the last two years. I mean, in, in 2.0, he hasn't traveled. I think... Uh, oh, he was no, at, that's uh... not true. He travels, yeah, he travels like, all the time. Like, I played him in Dallas. He's in from... Dallas. Yeah. He was he's I from... played him... Nova, yeah. yeah. I played him well, at Warfare. Like That's true, yeah. Did he make Daytona oh, Warfare yeah. as well? Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah, He was the second yeah. person in Swiss for my day, and Clint knocked us both out. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I was just looking back on that, remembering that all four of us made a Day 2 at Warfare back in the day when we had things like that. Uh, we are going to have things like that with all four of us coming up that we'll talk about later, but uh, what did you fly at LVO, Doug? Uh, I ran the Boogeyman list, Vader, and four academies. Um, I think there were like six or seven of the list of that specific list between the two days of uh, like the two flights. Right. Um, but I was the only one that made the cut. Yeah. Something I found out that was interesting is that that's a list kind of like Spamtex was in the day that people were calling a Boogeyman list. Yet a lot of those lists wound up in the absolute dumpster. Just uh, again, the Boogeyman list is not necessarily an auto win. Uh, did you run up against a mirror match at all? No, no, not okay. even anything close. Um, I mean, there were 150 people and there were, so there were 85 on day one B and there were, there was me and two other Vader academies. Okay. So like a, a mirror match isn't super common. Um, I, I don't think it approached the popularity of spam text. It was just the list people were talking about leading up to the it's tournament. It's like the, the gatekeeper list. Yeah. That's probably uh, better than Boogeyman. So you say, kind of thing. So when you say Boogeyman, it's, it was kind of talked about among competitive players prior to the tournament yeah i mean i think i don't think anybody had a huge idea of what the meta was going to be like at lvo but i think everybody expected to see vader and four academies yeah Yeah. i think like it's the kind of list where you have to be prepared to beat it when you show up kind of thing you have to have an answer for vader academies when the tournament Uh, starts 
Right. That's I what you, you know. You mean by game, a game plan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we've talked. Just wing it. Yeah. We've talked about gatekeeper lists before, and that's what we mean by that. The idea that if you're going, if you're planning to make the cut, these are lists you are going to see and have to have a plan to beat. Yeah, I think the difference to me, in my opinion at least, is the difference between Gatekeeper and Boogeyman is a Gatekeeper is not a list that you expect to see in the cut necessarily. It's just like a solid all-around list that's popular. But you've got to get through it in the Swiss. Yeah, or it's like a... Like, jousting lists have Trent. to be able to out-joust like 5x, for example, is a good like Gatekeeper example. Um, the difference to me is, in my opinion, I think Vader and Four Academies is the best list in the LVO format, mm -hmm. which is like 2.25 rules. 2.1.1.4. Yeah, and, and that's just my opinion, but I mean, I think I performed pretty well with it. I'm guessing I that... well a lot of things, though, to be totally fair. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think but... that it's a hundred. I think it's 200 points, like on purpose. Would you like this? Is what like this list had to have been in mind when they developed these new points? Almost like like it just doesn't work out. I don't want to disagree because they lowered Vader by exactly three points and then compensate nerfed fifth brother and seventh sister, which was the most popular list before with Vader, was mm -hmm. the the Inquisitors. Uh, but they lowered Vader by three, which conveniently lets you fit exactly four academies, whereas before you could only fit right. three other ships. Right, and that's something I was looking at is that how many power pieces come out to. 200 minus a multiple of 22 as in you can have your power piece and then fill in the rest of it with as many academy pilots or so that's, mining guild ties that's literally how i built fen and six yeah, as i said six mining guilds mm -hmm. is 132 points what's 68 points fenrail that's literally how i built that list <laughs> yeah, honestly that's how i come that. to a that's how i come to a list building too sometimes yeah i mean counting to 200 in general <clears throat> whatever points changes usually good strategy um mm -hmm. Yeah, you just you take a piece, an efficient piece that you like, and you spam it until, like, you feel like there's enough room for something else. Then you fit that in. Yeah, Indeed. don't do that with FO bombers, though. This, <laughs> this is not applied to those. <laughs> uh, I mean, there were a, there were a decent number of FO bombers at LVO. It was uh, I, I know rebels were the most popular list, but I would guess the most popular archetype was three bombers and a thing. Good, huh? It's nice to see that. Yeah, now, do you think that's due to, I mean, they are just good little utility pieces that you can build out a bunch of different ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're new and fun, and Kylo's in that faction. True. And, uh, and the they, boost, the boost. Yeah, so the... they mitigate road that a lot of people are still worried about better than most ships. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not surprising that they're super popular. Yeah, speaking of the, the newer rules, this was played with kind of uh, as much of the new rules as we know now. How did they feel actually putting it on the table at a major event? Uh, I mean, Vader's pretty resistant to road. Like, he doesn't really care if he moves first or second. Half the time, he prefers moving first because he can't block him if he's moving for other sixes. Um, the ones came into effect in two of my closest games, which were both uh, Malware Swarms. It was Malrus 4, TIE FOs, and an I-1 Sinar, uh, Silencer. Um, so the, uh, the I-1 nice. mirror match was a really big deal there, and uh, it sucked for me, because four academies don't out-joust anything, and their best their best strength is that they get in the way and block stuff, and when half the time you don't get to block and you're the blocked one, academies feel a lot worse. <laughs> Wait, uh, at LVO, you didn't do uh, new bump rules, you just did new obstacles? Correct, yeah. And black so, box so, and tractor, right? Yeah, so the they, they did black box, which is as close to what we can figure standard is going to be without the official you know, list of stuff. 
and then road and the new obstacle effects and you can't tractor on rocks but they didn't do the bump rules because there are a couple pilots that it's weird with and right. yeah. you know it's the, that's one thing that's that they, right. there are specifics in bump rules that we need from amg yeah. That we just don't right yeah, yeah yeah that's true exactly yeah. and they did have a ban list that for the most part included the things that uh amg yeah. said we're gonna be on it like luke uh dial changing and dial peaking uh dial uh, changing was actually still allowed because they they weren't super clear on what all di- they, they haven't okay. actually said they're banning dial changing they've just said dial peaking okay um Dial changing has been an assumption by most people, but to be fair, most people assumed that when they said they're getting rid of bids, they went to roll for random player order at the start of the game, and then that was very wrong. So who knows mm-hmm. what they're actually thinking? Um, so yeah, they, they just went with dial peaking of any form was banned, and, and, and loot gunner, I think. And then a couple of other weird little yeah. things, like they banned static discharge veins because those are a huge NPE right. with gas we, we, clouds. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were, I was just asking about that today, and it, then it came to me as I was asking the question, static discharge veins, one of the most maligned uh, upgrades in the game, if with the new rules for gas clouds, it could actually become uh, a fun offensive game. Uh, yeah, fun I'm, is not the correct word for that card. Uh, <laughs> that card is either the worst card in the game or the worst card to play against in the game. In the right, game. that's what I was saying. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to yeet myself through a gas cloud, throw the ion on you. Yeah, I take a stress and a damage for it, but... That's yeah, but like you know, control a Z95 crashing over a cloud to give Sintrufel an ion is worth it every time. Who cares yeah, if he takes it? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I will absolutely sacrifice my mining guild tie you to it. ionize Fen Ralph. Yeah. That's yeah, it. That's... Hence the thing. Yeah. <laughs> or something like a scum falcon taking it where they have a ton of health and they're still super cheap, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah, there, yeah. there are a lot of ways that you could make that really abusable. So I was glad to see that band. Yeah, how often did those new obstacle rules come into play in your games? Uh, so in my round four game on day one, I was up against uh, Edward. Uh, I think Ayung is how you pronounce his yep. name. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, who uh, he he went through like a, a hell of a field between oh. uh, his day one and the cut. He ended up making the cut, uh, but he had uh, two BB rookies, a non BB rookie, Kaz, and and uh, Rose. Yes, and, uh, saw that he, on stream. Yeah, I believe he, he beat Tippett on stream because he played yeah. me the next round. And Tippett was also running Vader and Four Academy. So he literally played <laughs> back-to-back ones. Oh. Um, well, so normally he lines his BB rookie or his BB rookies on the inside and the one without BB on the outside. And he switched them for our game and then forgot about it. So he couldn't BB his T70 and it rocked itself. And uh, because it rocked itself, he took the auto damage and then he was clipping it again the next round. So I put five damage into him, leaving him at two. And then he rolled the damage, so he died to the rock. Oh. Um, so that was a big impact. Uh, other than that, um, I got to take an action after going over a gas cloud once. That's about the only other time I can remember it being particularly effective or particularly impactful. All right. But uh, I know some people, it was a really big deal throughout the day. I think my list is just doesn't kind of care about obstacles either way. Um, the academies are going to go where they need to go, regardless of the penalty of obstacles. And Vader's going to avoid them as much as possible, no matter what. So, mm-hmm. all right. Oh, yeah, it was a it was a really good time. Uh, it was an absolute blast. I love being able to play in a big in person event again, and it got me super pumped about X Wing at a time where, like, meta wise, I really could care less about the game. Um, like, I'm really just waiting for new stuff. But it was it was so much fun going and seeing people from around the country again. As are we all. And uh, also representing the Midwest out there were two other uh, former podcast guests, uh, the Iron Man, Matt Carey, and uh, your father, Bob Howe. How was uh, going to Vegas with your dad? 
Oh, it was great. Um, he'd been before. I hadn't. So we did some touristy stuff. We walked around the strip, gambled a decent amount, uh, went and saw a comedy show, all the good stuff. Um, so we had a we had a, a great time. And then Matt had a great tournament. He made top eight. Uh, he was on the other side of the bracket. So there was uh, it was looking like there was an actual shot at, a, at yeah. being an all-Missouri final, which would have oh, been Oh, we were all rooting for that so much. <laughs> um, he was running a list that was really bad into droid swarms, and he managed, managed to beat Paul Olsen uh, with a droid swarm. And then the next round hit, um, uh, oh my gosh, Isofan. Daniel? Who, yeah. yeah, Daniel, who yeah, ended up winning it all. Uh, yeah. yeah, so he, he knocked out the first swarm, but couldn't handle the second. Um, but he still... I mean, <laughs> Paul's was no slouch either. Yeah, Paul was Paul's the player, who like... won the, yeah the, the previous LBO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a droid swarm. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. I do. So I, I knew play, that. I mean. played him in the last 1.0 Minnesota regional in the top 16, and we had mirror uh, pal bases with Quick Draw Inquisitor. Man, mm-hmm. that was a game. Yeah. yeah, and and the way Matt was talking about it, he felt super lucky to be Paul. It was a. Uh, he was running Kanan, Luke, Ahsoka, so it's like yeah, triple force. Kanan in, Kanan in the Ghost. Kanan in the Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's the only Rebel that. Kanan. So. Yeah, right. It which is why you see a Ghost, and most people think, "Oh, it's a generic just for the beef." No, Kanan in there, and Kanan's ability to keep Luke and Ahsoka alive. I saw it on stream as uh, somebody shot at Luke, had their shot reduced. Luke got to regenerate the force. And dodged everything because of it. It was just like I can see why that's so frustrating. You're like, why bother? Yeah, but as I was saying, fully modified attacks. Yeah, his game against Paul, and yeah, like so he uses a soak a lot to guarantee the Kanan gets actions that he needs, and he uses Kanan's ability a lot to keep the other two alive. So that's it's really Mm -hmm. hard. There's no good first target in that list. Um, But he was saying in that game that like between Kanan one shotting multiple vultures, and then like Paul out positioning Kanan. With vultures and then just like rolling nothing, so Kanan stayed alive forever. Um, but apparently, it was still a close game. So, either way, good performance for Matt, which was cool to see. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course, uh, we mentioned that uh, Daniel Lim Isofane uh, won the the whole shebang with uh, another uh, droid mini swarm. I believe it was a uh, seer and a bunch of droids. Yeah, it was seer and a bunch of independent calc droids with discords. Yeah, and uh, I did. I played next to him one game, and he absolutely murdered a republic list because his discords like discords killed three of the guy's ships it was like a bunch of clt jedi and like an adakin and then a y-wing or something like that oh Um, yeah i just just munched on him so he was clearly flying really well and then uh the independent calculations with seer is you know fun fun shenanigans because you have just tons of calculates to burn between you know modifying your dice and then crack shotting so it's a nasty (laughs) list Uh, i'm just happy that so he kind of got on the mic, uh, I think, when Dion walked away for like a second, and they asked him what he was flying. He's like, I'm putting a bunch of ships on the table. And then he said he was trying to independent calculation. He's just like, I don't know what to fly. I'm just flying this. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool to see a swarm, uh, a sorry, vulture swarm do well after the identity of CIS being so... You uh, just, yeah, crazy, like a two shift list, right? Um, so I think it's really cool that he that he won and that he did so good with uh, a vulture list. So, yeah, for sure. That's, and in my opinion, vulture swarms have still always been good, but they got nerfed and people are nerf averse, right? It's good, yeah, it's good to show him come out and show that that uh, they're still good, right? Well, you you also mentioned CIS two shift list, Duncan Howard with 
uh, Django Fett with Lone Wolf, Dooku, and Proton Bombs, and then Darth Maul in the Sith Infiltrator, somebody we haven't seen for a while, with Hate, again, that nerfa version that we talk about. Hate went up mm-hmm. in points, and folks stopped bringing uh, Hate Maul. A long fair, time it, ago. And then came back down. It got it yeah. got nerfed up to Did nine it? points, and now it's back to four. Yeah, back to four. It's so. back to four? Okay, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. But, uh, that. Uh, with yeah. Uh, yeah. Protorps, Grievous, and uh, Chancellor Palpatine there, that, uh, I love seeing that Sith Infiltrator go that far, because uh, I remember Greg kicking my teeth in a number of times with a Hate Maul, and yeah. uh, usually a loaded mall. Hey, mall with Grievous uh, was always the consistent thing there. Right. So, Greg, how happy are you to see your boy uh, go so far? <laughs> well, I had actually forgotten that uh, he flew that, and that actually does make me super happy. And I say I don't like the two ship list, but bringing Mall and you know doing so well with Mall kind of even makes me like you know happy because I thought he was not dead, but. I take him to a lot of, like, if I want to fly for fun, um, because I just like him. Um, but, like, competitively, he would just get roasted all the time. And then that was when hate went up. Yeah, but I don't, so I don't remember it coming down. Was that? that the last points changed it. They, point they got rid of the pricing by base size, and it just went to points for everything. Oh, I might have um, even, I might be documented saying that I was going to fly them all with reduced hate. Yeah. Uh, now um, that I think about it. But, yeah, that's really, really neat. So I'm not saying the list is bad, but I think that it is a case of Duncan being ridiculously good because uh, mm-hmm. that list is not easy to fly. Um, that Maul sure. is yeah. is a monster because he's going to double tap constantly because he's got hate, so he just always has force. And uh, the other big thing is Palpatine on him so that mm-hmm. he, he just shoves Maul down your throat. And then if everybody shoots at him because of hate, he's getting his force back constantly. So he can just stress literally everybody that shoots at him and then oh, 5k my. behind them. And so it's... It's even if Maul loses the opening exchange, he gets behind you for free because you can't turn around because you're stressed. And then, uh, and then he's double tapping and he has pro torps. And uh, how expensive is that Maul? It's 97 because that Django is 103. <laughs> and the the Django is the other part. Like that Django is impossible to kill in a one v one between Dooku and Lone Wolf and his ability. Um, and then he can focus or boost at i six. Like that that Django is an absolute monster. And the fact that because it's a fire spray, you will always forget about the bombs. I mean, sure. Yeah. Um, Uh, Every time I've flown against a CIS mm -hmm. fire spray, they've had proton bombs. And every single time I've forgotten about them and running. Oh, right. Those things have bomb slots. Because I always associate bombing fire sprays solely with Emon Azamine and the Andrasta. And then I was like, oh, right. All of them have a payload slot. Yeah. Uh, was it plasma or proton torpedoes? Proton torpedoes. Yeah, he's oh, he said he. Uh, I mean, he's, he's Duncan, so I believe that he can pull it off a lot. But he would frequently get a range one on one person and range two on another. So he would target lock the range two person, protorp them, and then double tap to take a range one of the other person. So he's Ew. rolling eight oh dice with Maul in one turn. Yeah, gross. I Duncan. love it. I need this in my life, dude. Okay. I know we're getting off track. Five naked vultures, okay, and then a hate plasma torp, Chancellor Palpatine Maul, and I still have six points. Make plasma, plasma or plasma protons? Protons. I would, I would go for torps. I said plasma, yeah, because that's what I put it. Okay, I have one point left over. Yeah. Uh, he said he strongly considered munitions failsafe to make sure that both. Yeah. Pro torps are effective. Well, so that's two hundred right that, there. Probably. Yeah. And they all got built-in grappling strikes. Yeah, although oh my I, God. I could see the argument for going down to plasmas to put Grievous on 
So I was all, thinking that as well. Cause, yeah, especially uh, with five yeah. other ships on the board. Well, like, plasmas are just so anyway. hit or miss, literally. Like, it could be I it's, shoot at somebody with uh, shields, and it's like, oh, money. And then it's like, oh, nobody has shields set. But it's, you know, still a thing. I mean, they're always good on a two-die ship because a third die right. is better. Um, well, you have the biggest, primary with well, The biggest yeah. boon with the plasma torp is that they're cheaper and... The biggest they still decide they still deny a range three bonus. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. like you'd still have uses for them. Yeah, like, I think I fired plenty of plasma torps at tie fighters before. Like, yeah, and and because of the way the they ruled it, like even if something only has one shield, it's still worth firing a plasma torp because it'll strip yep. the shield first. Hundred percent. Indeed. Well, that was LVO, and that's you know leading into some future stuff. But we had some other tournaments that are still going on. Uh, Alex, you were the last of us left in the jank tank open. And uh, made it all the way to the uh, top, top thirty-two, top thirty-two. And how how has it gone? That oh, was good. Um, so I hit a bunch of lists in the first however many rounds, where my opponents didn't have enough damage to get through my beef, or enough beef to prevent me from getting through their da- their beef. And uh, well, then I hit another guy with Nim. His name was Dale. Ah, great guy, fun, super fun game. Um, he had Nim, Bosk, Shizor. And Lando, and his Lando didn't even have Sicatro, so I can't believe I lost. <laughs> but yeah, um, so basically, I it was going well. We were trading even, and then I killed his Bosk, and then I looked, and Sabine was dead, Nim was halved, Sevor was dead, Lando was halved, and I was like, okay, we're we're in a bad spot. And then at that point, his Shizor could just be Shizor Lando. Uh, no matter what happened with his initiative, he just kept them together in Supernatural or Advanced Sensor Gory Cheezor. Oh, God. So he got anything. Yeah. My, my lower pilot skill ships could do anything against Cheezor. Um, it was a good game, though. It was fun. And uh, hey, Top 32, ain't no shame in that. No, that's a, a pretty good uh, run. How, how did it feel? I don't think I've seen anybody intentionally fly Sabine in the Shadowcaster. And those who do almost always forget about her ability. It blocks oh. three damage. Out of three times I used the ability. But I also, well, that's right. I added the eye one time when I rolled two eyes and didn't have a focus for the lulls as I was dying. But, like, I mean, I didn't bother adding the eye if I didn't have the focus. But I, being I3, she shot after people often, so I wouldn't know. And I, I did use her ability, not a, a lot, but enough that on top of her just being a really efficient jank tank piece, it ended up being solid. I would not build a list around her in real life, though, probably. Did you put the arc forward or did you put it sideways? I put it sideways. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely, a, you were still prioritizing getting front arcs when you Indeed. could. Yeah. I was just playing the 180 or yeah, the, the side of the arc and just taking the shots when I can. I'd fly fast and I'd circle around and use the side arc for that kind of thing. But I obviously wouldn't take three die shots as often as I could. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, you know, heck of a run. Uh, you know, I went out in the first round, uh, Doug, you went out in the second? Uh, yes, second round. And then, Greg, how far did you make it? I made it to third. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and then yeah. Alex makes top 32. So that is uh, Tashi Station removed from the Jank Tank Open. Best of luck to all those still in it. Again, it's for a charity Dale. cause. I need you to take Nim all the way, Dale. I said if I'm not <laughs> doing Nim, it has to be you. <laughs> I'm actually really hyped to see Prince Sizor go this far because that's a ship I've never seen in person hit the table. 
because if you have your choice between all of the Star Vipers, he's the last one you pick. You I pick, pick him over Dalen every time. <laughs> I would also pick him over Dalen every time. That's every... because you are wrong. Dalen Oberos is so much fun. You guys. fun, like sure, but we're talking. We're not talking about which ability is the most ridiculous. We're talking about if we're building an actual list to win. I will pick Shizor over Dalen every single time. Ah, and that is why you fail. I couldn't like so. Another thing. I could not damage Shizor because he had three agility and always had to focus, which he, unlike Gori, can link his bear roll and boost into. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he's saying, he had Shizor's ability. He's like, okay, Nam Orlando is going to eat the worst damage, like eat a damage. I did one shield design worth like nine shots because of uh, uh, like, Shizor has a good ability. It's just hard to pull off effectively. What was the 1.0 talent that came in the Star Viper? Bodyguard. Bodyguard, yes. That kind of turned everybody around him into oh. the... Well, that was his bodyguard. You spent a focus to give somebody next to you an agility. It was the Gory card. Gory spends a free focus to give Shizor an extra agility. Shizor's ability was pretty much the exact same from 1.0 mm-hmm. and 2.0. Yeah. But the, uh, no, no. Okay, it wasn't, no, it's not bodyguard. What's the one I'm thinking of where uh, you could... Wingman. Remove stress. Yeah, that's what where uh, that, yeah you could basically fly in the close formation and do anything you wanted with uh, push the limit Zizor. I try. I, I flew that a couple times and then got told, "Hey, there are much better options for Star Vipers." And I went, "Ooh." But yeah, the uh, Jank Tank always a lot of fun. Again, uh, it was a good great, time. Great it job they were putting that on. Uh, Plus, well, speaking, it's for charity. Yeah, and that's always great. Mm-hmm. Uh, always interested to see what the winner chooses. Speaking of other tournaments, we uh, wrapped up our local league, our in-person league. Uh, I finished second to Emmy Award-winning news director and friend of the podcast, Ryan Krause. Uh, great on Ryan. We posted that video on the uh, Tasha Station Facebook page, if anybody would like to go see it. And just like we said, go ahead and fast forward to about 20 minutes in, because we take forever and a day to engage. It was uh, his resistance uh t70s with bb and ray against my rebel t65s with horton because i thought having the initiative bump over him he'd been flying alternately with ray or with uh rose and i thought he was going to fly rose so i thought i'll have the initiative he'll have ones and three i'll have twos and four and be able to take advantage of that well i did have the uh ps advantage over his ones, but as you'll see if you watch the game, the engagement that we started off with really favored him, and he capitalized on that incredibly well. It was a great game, and it came down to time, but hats off to Ryan. He has uh, outflown a lot of people in the last year or so with skill that is just great to watch. Uh, his first so win. He's been running resistance efficiency a lot for the last, like pretty much since in-person play picked up again, and he's mm-hmm. uh, he's gotten really good with it. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So absolute. Uh, if I have to lose, I'm losing to a, a good person. So he will win the league's prize of a special uh, uh, token tray and uh, dice tray. Uh, dice tray. That's the word. Uh, the, 
I, I, I was they Greg like, made for us. Yeah, Thank I, you, Greg. Greg. My, brain, my brain was saying rolling cage, but that's not what you call that. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's, it's not exactly right, but it's not the wrongest thing. The walls are a little uh, loaded <laughs> when it is a cage, but yeah. yeah. But it's it's really dope looking, and I, I actually gave it to Ryan yesterday at our game night, so he's got it in his hands, and uh, hopefully he makes good use of it because it is pretty cool. Indeed. So. Uh, when we were talking about other tournaments uh, that the four of us are going to be in, in a week from when this goes live, the four of us are going to be road tripping our way up to Indianapolis to Family Time Games for the Crossroads Classic Five. Guys, how hyped are we? Yeah, oh, we got to keep it in Kansas City. Yeah, <laughs> like you well, say, or in this podcast, even more specifically, I guess everyone from Kansas City is going oh, on the podcast. But Bring yeah, it to Topeka. I mean, you count. Oh, okay. In the yeah, yeah. greater metropolitan area. And I mean greater in, in the best way possible. <laughs> how, how the rest of Kansas doing? doesn't really exist in my mind, so you're still part of Kansas City. <laughs> All of Kansas. It's like a map of Kansas. It's just Kansas City. Yeah, that's, it's, that's just that's Kansas City. it's just rural Kansas City. <laughs> the West. Salina and Shambles. <laughs> the frontier. Yeah, but uh, it's been really interesting. We actually... Salina. Like uh, yeah. So we held, it's right there, man. <laughs> we held off on last week's podcast because we were hoping to get uh, AMG to announce some points and the new rules and everything else mm-hmm. that we could cover. Uh, as of this date, they still have not. And I believe they have said mid-February they're waiting on uh, Disney licensing and everything to finally put the final stamp of approval on it. But we're still watching that Twitter feed like a hawk midday to hope they get some news coming through. Uh so yeah, I mean the hope is that now that we've recorded, they'll drop the rules so that it's a pain in the buffer. Almost out. certainly as soon as the episode is posted tomorrow. They'll drop the news, yes. So what they've said for uh Crossroads Classic is if there is no announcements, it will run using the same rules that LVO did, uh the same ban list and same current points we have. If the rules and new points and scenarios and everything drop before thursday the 17th they will be used if points and things drop on the 18th the friday before the tournament then they will be used but the only scenario used will be the chance encounter dogfighting uh because they understandably we kind of like the idea of last minute chaos list building but last minute having to learn multiple scenarios might be a bit uh problematic for a tournament i guess We'll literally be away from our stuff. We'll have been. Yeah. We'll oh. be in Indiana by the deadline that Friday night. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really my only qualm with them using the new points and like format on Friday is like we're not going to have a chance to change out our lists. We'll already be on the road by the time stuff drops. Hopefully, yeah, we, it will either drop earlier or not at all, so we don't have to worry about it. But I think um, what we're probably earlier on, if I get yeah. a vote. Yeah, it, yeah, I would love to use the new stuff. But oh, absolutely. Um, if yeah. uh, if we're driving up there and they make it, you know, if they announce the stuff on Twitter or whatnot. We're going to probably have to make a detour and hit a game store on the way up to Indianapolis. <laughs> I mean, luckily, it's it's in a game store, so we can... True. Yeah. Uh, that, that, you have a point. There is that. And they, they proxies for pilots and upgrades are allowed for this specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> ideally, obviously, ideally, nobody wants to use proxies in a real tournament. But this but. is mostly there for fun. Uh, they're going to have some great side events. There's going to be a lot of uh, donated prizes for raffles and stuff. I believe uh, Dion and Gold Squadron are going to be there streaming it. So, oh. yeah. well, we're talking about. Oh, sorry. No, I was just agreeing that Dion will be there. 
confirming. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're talking about that. Um, I am donating prizes. And Doug, would you explain the prizes that are special for people who wear a mask? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the store that they're playing at does not have any sort of mask mandate or anything. Uh, but the guys running it are really in- trying to encourage people to wear masks. Uh, so if you wear a mask, you will be given a raffle ticket every round. And I believe if you wear a mask every round, you everybody get, who does gets a prize. And then you also get to put your raffles towards drawings uh, that I know we and the Midrest Scrubs and I think Gold Squadron and I think a couple other places are all donating prizes for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can essentially raffle to try and get a bonus prize. Um, yeah, it's uh, everybody who wears their mask for the rounds will receive a set of the IG-88 calculate token. That's what it is, yes. And specifically, I, I do believe they specified correctly over mouth and nose and the whole time yeah. as part of wearing a mask. There's mm-hmm. no no cheese in it. Yeah, remember that uh, regardless of everybody's you know feelings on the matter, and folks are uh, you know varied on those, LVO used the same thing. Hey, if you're going to be playing, no, LVO here, was stricter. LVO, right? LVO, LVO was you if you weren't wearing a mask. I was say, probably giving out prizes. No, but it was that <laughs> prizes every, game to keep playing. Yeah, in the everybody, everybody right. at LVO, and you can see a lot of photos were masked up and able to play just fine. So uh, remember that this is a smaller venue. It is going to be in a store with a lot of people, and it's a good idea. Just you know, regardless of. Uh, folks' opinions on things. It's a good idea to help take care of everybody, make everybody else feel more comfortable more than anything else. Uh, and and it's, even if you hate wearing a mask, it's a small sacrifice to get to play X-Wing in person again, in my opinion. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Out of it. yeah and the more people do this, the more we'll be able to get to do stuff like this. And yeah, I'm too, the uh, type of... I've, I haven't been too keen on, on wearing a mask, but guess what? I'm not going to be an a-hole, and I'm going to respect my fellow gamers and friends that would, you know request or some people and this is one thing that people don't do because you know we're not um built like this sometimes is requesting somebody to wear a mask Um, it's hard to be confrontational like that sometimes yeah absolutely so like we went to a game cafe a couple weeks ago and i did not have a mask when i walked in and whenever i played somebody that was wearing a mask i wore a mask nobody asked me to nobody told me to that is what i did and I mean, that's just what I chose to do. I don't know if that was wrong or right. Nobody told me anything, whatever. But yeah, if you, no matter how you feel, just wear a mask and win a prize. Like, it's a phrase made by Greg, like that. Yeah, I say Greg, <laughs> oh, that's worth anything. Like, you want to spoil what the, what the prizes you're bringing yeah. there? Um, so I've changed it. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot because uh, I get, whatever, my brain. I am going to make a Boba Fett theme. And a very shiny uh, chrome-themed, depending on people who have seen things and have not. Undetermined chrome-themed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so um, I haven't decided if they'll have our logo on them, but I've decided that they're going to look really cool. And um, and they're dice trays for... They are dice trays, yeah. yes. They're, Which, yes. Much, yeah. Yep, just little are dice trays. Are they similar in shape to the ones you made us? Because then people should mm-hmm. have a visual reference to imagine them. Uh, one will be a circle and one will be a square. Ooh, oh, okay. So you're getting some uh, new prototypes. Folks. I'm going to uh, do different shapes. Uh, so the, my problem that I do this all the time, I don't like to make the same thing all like over and over again. I like to change it or do better, whatever. And so I'm 
trying a new technique with this uh, with these oh, two projects. Excellent. And so I'm hoping that they come out really well. Uh, they're going to be very, very uh, uh, special, uh, I guess that is the word. <laughs> so, perfect. like, sometimes when I talk to people... Uh, so, like, for Doug, uh, I, I asked you some questions about the uh, the leak tray, and it was like, I want to make it all worn and beat up and gnarly. I've already got it halfway done. And you were like, well... <laughs> and I was like, dang it! Okay, we're going back to, you know, nice paint jobs. So, it's like, if this is one of those that I'm doing, I don't care about anybody else's opinion. I'm literally going to give these exactly how I want them to look. And yeah. I'm super excited about that. It's, it's like, like well, you make good stuff. <laughs> well, thank you. But it's like, I just, I have this vision. I have a very nice vision and I hope that it comes out, but it's one of those nice things that because I get to, uh, to uh, donate it, I, I just get to do whatever I want. So that's great. And as another incentive to folks, uh, the four of us already have Greg made dice trays. So uh, that increases y'all's chance of winning those. Uh, oh no! Because, I'm putting no, yeah. all my raffles into them. Yeah, obviously, like I'm here <laughs> to win are... dice trays. Like you guys even told me if I won the league, I had to pass down that dice tray because I had to. We said should. Yeah, we trying to take Greg's dice trays. Indeed, for the people. Greg's dice trays are for the people. Am I not people? Well, the other people. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you guys say that everybody gets a calculate a set of calculator? If you wear your mask, yep. Dope, because I want those so bad. And if yeah, people if people have not seen this price support, go to the page. What's the page? Is it uh, it's Cross Earth Classic Five? Yeah, it's uh the event is linked from Family Time Games Facebook. I say we can post it. let's post it because the price support every time they like leak something or or show like a, a little like a, some pictures like the target locks and the arc indicators that they came up with. Oh, they're so dude. cool. Yeah, their price I, support is always top notch, and I use so much of their price support in my day to day. I have like two of their template sets, or two out of the three. And my my template mix and match. Two out of the three of them are crossroads sets. Yeah, the like, crossroads templates look good. I, I use really, their damage deck holder, and I have yes, I the really first want one of those. Uh, that was one of the first things I saw. That was a custom X wing accessory was the damage mm -hmm. deck holder and uh i know was, i think i'm pretty sure it was one of you two that had it and i was like i want one of those how do i get one they said well you've got a place at crossroads and i'm like wait like you you travel for these events what i did the same <laughs> thing first time. i was brand new i played alex and actually i might have been playing brian and he just smashed me so i had time to talk to alex and uh <laughs> so i was like dude this is so cool and he's like yeah i want it and i was like i'll never have one of those <laughs> <laughs> you will, yeah, maybe. I say, and they so usually the the damage deck holders specifically are top sixteen, but it looks like this year they're going to be the the top two in each faction will get a damage deck holder this year. Yeah, well, I like the change. I think it's a cool change. Oh, uh, yeah. but I'm not going faction. Like, I'm not flying the faction that I love. Well, the, they're not factions. They're not faction yeah. specific. It's just that's the oh. price for top two. Oh, okay, even more exciting. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's kind of well, like the, will, uh, the inside of the damage deck holder will have the faction logo. Okay, oh, that's pretty neat. That's kind of like how they did it during the uh, the grands, where the top two in each faction got the uh, faction specific range ruler set, and that was one of the things I remember because uh, at Warfare Week in the St. Louis grands, uh, Alex, you and I were the top two Republic players. We played on separate days. So. We played on separate days, but it was the top two overall, and uh, the 
fact that I had to realize, I was like, wait a minute, we have two of these and there are only 16 sets of these in existence. That always, every time I look at my range rulers, I remember like, there are only 16 sets of these and I have one of them. That's kind of what it feels like for a lot of these uh, prizes that people make for these events and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You get to know, hey, I've got something that is always going to be interesting to people. Uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I really love these kind of fan put on events. And as they go, uh, Crossroads is probably, again, they, this is the fifth one. They obviously didn't do one in uh, 2020 or 2021, but we are back to it. And this is hopefully... Uh, the the first wave of good things like this in the future. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, following after this, we do have uh, Adepticon coming up in March. March, late March. Yeah, late March. Yeah. Uh, I with some bills that have come in, I am not going to be able to make it to Adepticon, but they do have uh, quite a bit of news about that. Uh, AMG is not actually going to be present, so Gold Squadron will be running the X Wing event. Which, as AMG has noted uh, this week in their news, is a world's invite event. So I haven't, I didn't, I can't recall. Hey, world's exactly. open qualifiers. World's open qualifier. Okay, there we go. Uh, and they have announced that X Wing Worlds will be happening later this year. That if you have an invite to a Worlds that was canceled because of COVID, it will be valid for this year's Worlds. Which uh, Doug and Alex, you both have those from Ooh. Dallas. Ooh. Well, Doug has three. From multiple places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have one? Yeah. I wish. I tried to pass down two after I got my first one. They wouldn't yeah. let me. I'll say. Is it the second one or is it the third one that was Dallas? I guess There's, that would have been the, the third, third one. one was Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I have two. Can I get this I took, to Smittle? I took who I just two need? from Smittle specifically. I took because the That's first one was the hyperspace trial. I forgot trial. about the hyperspace yeah. trial. Yeah. The first yeah. was the hyperspace yeah. trial. The second True. Dallas, and then I I've always it. had this meme in my head of Doug as General Grievous with all his... Man, I <laughs> wanted to give him away and they wouldn't let me. Another world's invite for my collection. It, well, it was is, forced to do his collection. <laughs> he is Grievous anyway. Doesn't he have a bunch of lightsabers from winning uh, leagues? It's just, you have a couple of them from that, yeah. You, you have, plus the one you bought. So you, yeah. you have three lightsabers? I have three lightsabers. Oh, I thought you only had two. I Where's my lightsaber? Word. You should pass one of those down to me. <laughs> No, they they make a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have three arms. Yeah, you don't have that many arms. And Yet. then he just like, he just like breaks point. his arms in half and he just becomes... We're entering the future, man. Robo that's arms going to be a Your thing. fibia, and, or that's legs, but your nope, radius nope. and your ulna are two ulna. different bones. So you can split them into two different arms. True. Let's yeah, work on this, Doug. Yeah, that's, Let's that's work on this. <laughs> If you don't have bionic arms by the next time I see you, uh, which is a week from today or a week from yeah. tomorrow, <laughs> gotta push up that production. Oh yeah, which is tomorrow. Please work on that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the tournament tomorrow. Which yeah. is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, get on that, Doug. You might want to take tomorrow off from work. Yeah, we've got a Friday night tournament. We'll all be going to tomorrow. Uh, I will be testing out the list I intend to fly at Crossroads to see if it's fun. I was talking a bit with Greg about it. Uh, not going to spoil it yet because I do want to keep some mystery there. But part of it was, you know what? With no rules, I'm going to fly trash and see if I enjoy it and see just how well it does. I've done fine with trash in the past, so uh, I may fly it, find out I really hate it, and then pump to, I don't know, probably four X-Wings and something. A Rebel Destiny List. <laughs> yeah. Which is always a safe thing to punt to if you, if you are in doubt and that is the thing you like to fly. 
Part of me is slightly offended that you immediately assume I would pick a rebel jousting list, but the rest of me is like, yeah, I would pick a rebel jousting list. I mean, there's, there's nothing to be offended. Yeah. People have preferred types I, it's of just lists. that I'm so that I'm, I'm so going to punt to an ace list that has some ridiculous thing, probably. I don't know. No, I'm going to run Skater for That's what I, I mean, sure, but like in the that general counts, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you don't know what to fly, you punt to an ace list. Like yeah. At this point, until new stuff comes out or they ban it, I'm going to keep running Vader. Because there are too many people that still think he's bad. I need to prove them wrong. Uh, but what if I believe you? Do you not prove me wrong? Can we just skip the game? Yeah. Well, Doug, here's an actual question that I've been having about that. Because I've run into this with Defenders. Prior to Vader coming out, it was uh, Rexler. And this might sound a little kind of uh, simple, but is Defender Vader fun to fly? No, not our defenders fun to fly. Yeah, he's he's a he's a little more fun than other defenders because he always has full mods on. He gets but, to do more things. Yeah, <laughs> like, just set it to three hits and like be happy about it. But no, he's not. Is he fly. is he boring? Do you just kind of like click in a three bank or a three? Uh, no, because if you do the obvious moves, you get blocked and die. Say, so, Doug's uh, Doug's eyes are really good with defenders about yeah. throwing the one banks and the one straights and the, all that crap that nobody sees coming. Right. But really, like. I think Doug's point is defenders themselves are not particularly engaging ships to fly. Yeah. Well, but the four so, academies are a lot of fun, and I think the yeah. list is really good. Mini swarms for life. Yeah, for me, I enjoyed flying Rexler because I, admittedly, it's not the most powerful ability, but I love his ability of going through and, hey, oh, hey, look, flipping over your damage cards again. I also like th- flying Thane Kyrell for that reason. And I understand, yes, and we've discussed this, Thane Kyrell's ability is not a necessarily good one. Yeah, it's Rexler's just... ability is way better than Thane's. And, like, right. defenders are fun in short yeah. bursts. They're yeah, just not that's... fun to play for an extended period. <laughs> right, and that, that's exactly it. Uh, in the early days of 2.0, I was running Rexler in a mini swarm, and it was super powerful, but I didn't enjoy it because it felt like the moment I put that defender on the table, it's like, I now have a queen and you have a bunch of pawns, whatever you do can be irrelevant. Uh, and that has changed over the course of the game. Defenders are no longer the, you know, boogeyman that they once were, but Vader specifically, and he is priced appropriately for it, uh, almost seems like, you know, you're right to play him. And we discussed this on the last podcast that if you want to win, play the best list that you the list you the list you think is best specifically yeah. like because yeah. the people will have different opinions as to what the best right. list is but right. the idea of you know there are i don't think anybody I, I don't know there probably are some of those you know folks and the term try hard is a bit insulting but who fly a list that they straight up do not enjoy flying because they want to win and yeah, like, there are people and there's nothing wrong with that approach if your goal is to win like yeah the important thing I, is just to not be a dick while yeah. doing it Right. You know, I've flown against people who obviously were not having any fun kicking my teeth in. And I'm like, neither of us are enjoying this. Why are we here? <laughs> uh, but no, Doug, as long as, you know, like I said, that's an enjoyable one for you. And I know, I mean, I've seen you fly, you know, Ace Mini Swarm a lot and you seem to have fun with it. So that's the thing, you know, just that Vader is Vader too powerful to be enjoyable is the question. Uh, I mean, he limits list building, I think is why I, that's, I think the thing that makes him the most I, like boring is that there's just only so much stuff you can fit with him. Um, it's pretty much just either it's very janky, it's four academies or it's the two inquisitors. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's necessary, but that's, it is a limit. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with Kylo, uh, for example, as you know, to name one of the other high cost power pieces, you have multiple ways. I mean, uh, a naked Kylo can fit a number of lists 
And then you have the opposite idea of your supernatural do everything. Yeah, I think Vader is very similar to Supernatural Kylo, though, where, like, I get burnt out on Supernatural Kylo, even though I love flying him, because there's just only so much you can fit with him. Because uh, he starts at 100 points and is realistically 109. Um, but yeah. yeah. Now, you 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 run Vader with no upgrades. Uh, given how powerful he is naturally, are there any cards you would consider good upgrades on Vader that are worth taking? Um, I mean, in a world where I don't have to worry about points, I would put HLC on him pretty quickly. Um, I haven't tried Malice, but a lot of people really like it on him. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's he throws fully modded shots every turn, so making sure one of them's a crit is pretty good. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Well, Obviously, if he had a sensor slot, advanced sensors would be a consideration. Well, yeah, but like a, but the he doesn't, because they did realize one thing. Yeah. <laughs> advanced sensors, three, four... I think Shattering Shot could also be decent on him. Yeah, Shattering Shot's just... I, he doesn't I, take a ton of... Well, that Oh, right! Stuff, but... Yeah, because... He's, he's attacking. He can yeah, use force. While attacking, yeah, so you can use it. Okay. Same with Instinctive Aim, if he had a reason to do so. Yeah, I mean, if they had a torpedo slot, I would take Instinctive Aim Pro Torps oh, all yeah. day. Yeah. Drug loves Instinctive Aim Pro Torps on Force users. Like... Especially on ones that can then spend a Force to change it to a hit, so it's like it's fully fully monitored anyway. But luckily... But like, that's what Doug got me with in Dallas, was Kylo's Instinctive Aim Pro Torp on Defend. Yeah. Which is why he brought that instinctive aim protorp to that tournament to begin with. Yeah, it was to, it was the bully fence, <laughs> which other, there, other there were a lot of, there were a lot of fans, yeah, because that was the boba meta, so yep, Fen yep. was a natural partner. So I think the four of us have pretty much, uh, of course, barring any points changes, decided on what we're going to be flying at crossroads. Uh, now. There's also going to be side events on uh, the Sunday there for those who don't make the uh, the top cut. Uh, I plan Mostly on making the top Aces high, right? Yeah. They're, well, they're doing the Aces high, bring your own, and they're also doing Aces high with the uh, the pre maids. Right. So, but just Aces high. Yeah, it's Aces high. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not the, the delivery tickled me. <laughs> but yes, there, there will be there, and they're usually. I mm. have no idea how many they expect, but there were sixty the last time. Uh, so there are often a lot of people in those side events. And those can be some of the best times. So even if you're only going to show up for the side events, you know, come on out. It's... Which happens. Yeah. We, we had people that showed up only to play uh, Aces High last time. I almost said last year before remembering that it was 2019. It was 26 months ago. Oh. Ugh, that's a lot of months. Yeah. Yep. Was. Yeah. Because I was going to say we stayed at. Uh, right. We yeah. stayed at Bob's uh, the night before and the night after that we because mm -hmm. of the snow. stupid blizzard I had to drive yeah. through. <laughs> the last uh. time there, the last time there was a crossroads, it was regen, regen Jedi and Sunfock meta. Yeah, that's, no. I, that's what Doug and I flew. <laughs> Doug well, I flew I, regen I was, Jedi I was, and Doug flew Sunfock. That I finished second in the Aces High, and the winner of the Aces High was a Delta Seven Mace Windu with uh, heightened perception, and it was just like ah. Uh, how do you bring an NPE to Aces High? It was just like, and well, there's another first blood for me, and there's another first blood for me. We're just like, fine, fine, mm -hmm. I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. I really, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of folks there that I haven't seen in years. Yeah, that's my and, biggest thing. Yeah, well, there's a lot of friends who I've I've talked to, but I haven't seen, and from like the Ohio. Michigan, Indiana area, yeah, like, the Hangar 18 folks, uh, yeah, Hangar 19, 
19. But then I the, prefer the folks from Hangar 18. I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. I mean, Doug has always hated higher numbers. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a fun glimpse into our life, by the way. If someone will say something, and then the other one of us will say a ridiculous thing about that thing, and then we'll go on for a while. Now, it, it sticks in my head because Hangar, Hangar 18 is a Megadeth song from my youth, so... You just dated yourself. Ah. Uh. It doesn't have to be dated. Rust in Peace is a classic album. No, I'm just saying, age. you know, you, you dated yourself by saying it came out in your youth. Oh, I, I did. I'm, not, I'm not that it is dated. <laughs> I'm surprised the radio was out in his youth, honestly. That's all they had. That's all they had was the radio. <laughs> okay, that, that, is, that is true. And I. Uh, <laughs> they went down we're just the giving you shit because we turned 31 this year and are sad about it. Yeah, that's a big Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys are in your 30s. This, lame. You, Thanks, thanks, Greg. Yeah, Greg. You guys are old. No, Greg is thirty. Greg old is not in his thirties. Talk about me. We're talking about you. You are yeah. in your thirties. It's a big. It's a big shift from thirty to in your thirties. Like, yeah, I I'm so much more months. tired now. My back hurts. <laughs> so much more tired now. Uh, Do you like to babysit? That, I'll make you yeah. more tired. Oh gosh, yeah, that's it. Have two kids. That'll <laughs> tire out immediately. But we've covered a lot of the. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Joe is the one who emailed me two days ago. Yeah, second. <laughs> Doug, uh, tell me uh, the the Father Bob getting recognized and why he got oh, recognized. Oh yes, at LVO. so my dad got recognized at LVO. He was playing his game, and uh, the guy was like, "Oh man, you're from Tashi Station Podcast." And goes like, "My mind was like, no, that's that's my son who's on it." No, 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 you're the Father Bob Howe from Tashi Station Radio. So <laughs> shout out to uh, that guy. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't catch his name, but uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, shout out to my Father Bob Howe's opponent. <laughs> that's just hilarious that it's almost like the passing of the torch you're no longer the Falcon oh yeah it's great son. i didn't get i didn't get recognized for the podcast for the whole weekend but he did so that's that's amazing that's a win in my <laughs> that's book hilarious. yeah you got recognized for other reasons though yeah that's you know just that, how it goes but he told me a story of he so was it the guy you knocked out of top 32 oh top eight yeah top, and his, top 16 let's say when he was like talking to his friends like there's no shame in losing to doug Howe, like which is true by the way yeah but like that's my, my ego yeah well i'll put you down later in, in private that didn't come out right oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, we're not a couple <laughs> uh but also, uh, mm-hmm. shout outs to, of course, our local stores, uh, Game Cafe for putting on our local league, Ryan Krause for winning the whole shebang. Uh, Greg for building the dice and tech token. Indeed. Uh, oh, something sure. also to point out that Ryan's win was also uh, avenging his wife's loss in the finals of our last league to me. Oh, so right. uh, uh, I am now one in one versus the Krause family in finals. Also, shout out to Doug for putting that league together. Like, yeah, it was yes. well organized. Doug put in all the work. I, I said, mean, I'll help, and then he didn't need any. Yeah, I mean, work is kind of in quotes. The league was literally play whoever you want to play every week. Yeah, but we you had to like <laughs> look at the score sheet, probably. I guess it, but, I, it was you. 
leagues still make like I don't know. Chess, you know, no, thank you. I Screw that. That's my point. Yeah, that's, there we go. <laughs> it was good though that you that did that Doug, because it let Ryan have the ability to play, which is actually funny because uh, he played in one and won it. Um, but he's usually running them. Did he not run the last two? He did. Uh, run he the did. Last yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. So and I believe the last one before pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Ryan's organized. It's not easy to. It's not easy to run them. Uh, yeah. it takes a lot of effort. You know, you put in the legwork for everything. So, but it not was good only, that he get to he got to play in that. It's also worth noting that before we went on pandemic, not only did Ryan run that league, he distributed the prizes at his wedding reception. That is true. <laughs> that was great. It's like you guys have to come to my wedding reception if you want your league prizes. We're like, I guess we're RSVP. <laughs> I'm so sad I couldn't make that stupid drill. That was the first time I saw most people in the pandemic. Cause that was September of 2020. Yeah, and that was, that was an important part of me because like, that was the first time I saw most of my friends. I will not say who got completely hammered off those cherry vodka. It was a hundred percent. I drink twice a year. I get hammered off of two drinks. <laughs> yeah. It's really way cheap, more than two. I did. I, I had do like the same nine. Thing. I did the same thing. Super you cheap. had two at a time. Oh yeah. They were small cups and I wanted to be efficient. <laughs> Oh, also, man. Brian got just as hammered. <laughs> yes, but Brian is also like a lot taller, so the alcohol takes longer to get through his body. I don't think that's, that's how the, is that, that science works. Is that, that is absolutely act? not science. That doesn't. I'm, that can't possibly I'm have to ask like it does Dr. take Dr. more alcohol to get larger people drunk, but it's not because it takes longer <laughs> to get to their body. <laughs> oh, it's it like Brian and I take it, Brian and I have the same volume though. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> He's just stretched out. He's just distributed vertically. He is a taller cylinder. (laughs) Uh, You're going there. You will also see our friend Brian when we go to Crossroads. So, uh, is Brian just a tall smittle? Is that where we're going with this? Oh God, I hope not. For both our sakes. Having listened to them argue about petty stuff constantly, I (laughs) think it's pretty accurate. Brian and I are the exact same person. Of all all of us here, I have actually been mistaken for Brian's dad before, so (laughs) this is going to be fun. There's literally been times when they've been arguing for like 10 minutes straight, so I'll yell at them to shut up, and they'll be like, what are you talking about? We're just having a conversation. And they're like like, full-blown yelling at each other. (laughs) It's just just how Brian and I are. Yeah. Well, on that note, it's been a great time. We will see those of you at Crossroads next week when we're there. And after we return, we will be happy to tell you guys how it went. Uh, For Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. Porg. Crossroads. Rules. 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 Ban Porkins. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast. On Twitter at Tashi Station XW. On Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing. And on YouTube at Tashi Station X-Wing. If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash X-Wing and toss us a few credits to help keep the hubs off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.